What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Game Over Greggy Show. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the pride of Long Island, Colin Moriarty. Go Islanders. I don't like when you do this, because it either looks like Superman's going oh, no. he's he's to get, he's about to get oh, his head no. cut off. I know, it looks like that, or he's Taz from old school ECW, oh he's coming out to fuck somebody it's one up. one of the two, and for I don't sure. Want, I don't want either of those to no, happen to Superman. No, no, no. Over there, the pure one, Tim Geddes. What's up? Let Tim host. We just forced it's Nick Scarpino. We just forced Nick Scarpino to go home early because he's sick. And thank mm. you for addressing the elephant in the room. I have not yeah. talked to you about this. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, you've no. thrown me some curves. Because mm-hmm. I'll never forget the first time at IGN you showed up mm-hmm. and your hair was all nimbly bimbly. Yeah. And I was like, what is this? And like, oh, this is what I do on haircut days. But then recently you've just been a lazy fuck and yeah. you come in with your hair not done. We'll get to that. That's topic four today. Me being a lazy fuck. Oh, okay. Uh, my topic. It's we'll not really that. It's it's called something else. That's why I didn't know. I wouldn't. Yeah, have said but I mean, I it's uh, you know, it kind of goes into it's how much I like that that causes this. Okay, but you know, this is a thing. It's long. It's, I don't, it looks long good. Time. It's not. I, I'm channeling my little Dicky. Okay, you know, little Dicky. And it's just, it's he happening. Is, he's one of those no. But no, no, I'm, I'm going to good old Philadelphia, Collins' homeland of the East Coast, right? And uh, to visit my girlfriend. Sure. Now, so, as the East Coast, you count that as the East Coast. Yeah, Philadelphia is the uh, original capital. I know that. I'm just making sure. I, I don't think you do as know east that. As you can go, because if you did know that, you would know that it is a real East Coast city. I just know that you are so particular about everything, right? East Coast related, right? Long Island related, right? The Island related, right? Brookhaven related, right? That I really doubt you're going to let you know anybody slide by on something that's not 100. percent Um, no, the Pennsylvania. I mean, the original 13 colonies, also known as Real America. Uh, you know, the Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania is part of that, so. You know, of course, Philadelphia, you know, Philadelphia was the, what was it? It was French Prince of Bel-Air setting. Mm-hmm. What, what, what was the, kind oh, of, what was the statistic? For like three seconds of the theme song. Oh, no. Without the, it, it doesn't exist. The statistic was that, no, we talked about this on the show like a few months ago that I was reading about old like Indian cities from in like these extinct North American Indian tribes that had like capital cities, 20, 30, 40,000 people in one of those cities in Missouri that they found near where you went to school um, was the most populated city in North American history until Philadelphia in like 1800 or something like that. That's why I was thinking. Did you see the Native American slash Indian commercial from the Super Bowl? That wasn't like a real commercial, but went out on the internet. The Indian crying? No, no, not that one. It was a different one. It was really Classic. well done. It was really, really well done. It was, no, I, didn't, I wasn't paying attention to the commercials. Only. It wasn't, I don't think it was on during the Super Bowl. I caught it on the internet last night, but it's a shot at the Redskins. I was like, mm. oh, got him. Nailed him. I'm, I'm interested to see how long that goes on and if that can go on in perpetuity. Yeah. Because I, I, you know, I don't know what the answer to that question is, but that's another rename topic it probably. probably. So, uh, yeah, yeah it's, it's just it's funny they're doing everything they can to you know they like they took the trademark away and stuff like you like it's so weird that the Redskins like anyone could put Redskins on their shirt and sell it and make money on it like they can't the team can't do anything about it because you can't make a what is considered a racially derogatory trademark yeah or copyright they've lost so it's Makes just like sense. how long are you gonna, yeah. how long are you to die but their logo it. is still copyrighted yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Dan Snyder's a proud man. It, it looks like I I would make. I mean, if it was like there was so much public pressure, you make a thing about it. You, you like, you know, yeah, okay. People are offended by. It. I'm not saying he should or shouldn't change. I don't really, you know, have a strong opinion on it either way. To be honest with you, I think that if people are offended by it, you see things both way. Where it's like, you know, some people, the Native Americans are, you know, Indians are offended. Some people aren't. You know, I, I so I don't know the answer to that. But if I was the part of the team, I'd be like, let's make this a big thing. A we can get the fans involved and pick a new new name for the team or whatever, have yeah. this huge drawn-out thing. And then, and then we sell mad merchandise. Everyone's going to have to buy new merch. Yeah. Change the colors. Change yeah. everything. Yeah, yeah. And mm. you make a, and you fucking make, you know, you get lemons, you make lemonade. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I like your hair, too. With it. Thank you. Your hair's yeah, it's got a lot there. going on. It's got it's got peaks and valleys. It's very Corey Matthews season it one. It is. Thanks. Season I'm one. I'm growing my beard yeah. longer and my hair longer. Yeah, okay. it's a good look. And then what are you, you're going to go, go through with the one setting? Get it all? I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm going to see how long I can grow before it looks. You're kicking around the idea of going to get a real barber. 
Yeah, I haven't been to a real barber since 2007. You should do it. I'm Colin. saying that should be your topic, and we we bring the guy that we almost brought to the Twitch thing, and he cuts your hair on the show. I we just, should all get haircuts and beard shaves and stuff. Oh my god, I like that. I don't know. I don't. I, it's just I bought this twenty dollar buzzer in 2007 at Target, and I've been using it since then. Every, for, everything? for every haircut, for everything. everything, shaving my balls, you know, trimming everything. All and right. it's twenty dollars. I've gotten so much out of that twenty dollars. I can't stop. <laughs> I can't stop. You guys have spent thousands of dollars in that time on your haircuts. Thousands of dollars in investment. Sure about that. I'm here fucking sitting pretty. Not that pretty, but pretty enough. Pretty enough. Pretty enough, so as pretty as you need to be, Colin. Yeah. We're talking about literally, like, at this point, for how much I've used that razor, like, five cents of the use. <laughs> You know what I mean? like, yeah, no, I know. It's pretty, I awesome. it's, pretty, it's pretty awesome. If you didn't know, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Game Over Greggy show. Each and every week, four, sometimes five, or three best friends gather on this table. Each bring a random topic of discussion for your amusement. If you like that, head over to patreon.com slash kindoffunny where you can support us, get episodes early, get exclusive perks, and get an exclusive episode each and every month. If you have no bucks to toss our way, it's no big deal. Head over to youtube.com slash kindoffunny where we post the entire show topic by topic, day by day, starting on the Monday after it goes live on Patreon. Until we put the, the next Friday when we put the whole thing up is one big MP3 and one big video. And here's what I got to tell you guys. Ooh, I'm gonna steal your st- thunder here, Tim. Go for it. This episode's gonna be worth a dollar. Oh, I feel like we've all been wound pretty tight. Uh huh. We're, we're I have a good feeling about where everything's going in this show. We okay. Good topics. Uh huh. We're here. Kevin's tired. He's sick too. What do you want to admit it? Because he's Kevin, the Peruvian workhorse. You're sick too. How many day calls you take today? <laughs> Kevin, how do you say... You're using both hands now. He's counting with his hands. <laughs> Kevin, how do you say Peruvian workhorse in Peruvian? Oh, he's opening the Dayquil. He's got no drink either. He's just going to take it down like a man. I've been told by uh, good authority that... And it's disappointing me because I've used... I'm, I'm a big believer in Dayquil that it's totally... Placebo? Yeah, it's totally placebo. That's fine. If it works, I don't give a shit. You know what I mean? I love a yeah, placebo it if done. it works. Yeah, just get the job done. Our first topic comes from Patreon.com. Just... Like all these supporters do, remember you can support us on patreon.com slash kindoffunny. Uh, get your name up here like all these people did. And this is, of course, the January 2016 crew, mm. which is the biggest crew we've ever had. They all came We're out. We're rolling to- deep this month, Greg. The rap lyric? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, okay. We are rolling deep this month thanks to you supporting the animated show. So thank you to all these people. And thank you to Greg Bullock. Ooh. Greg Bullock's topic is a walk. And I like that. He gives us a whole bunch of context here. But his topic is anxiety. Specifically, how it affects us and how we deal with it. Stop here if you're busy. I know you are. <laughs> the rest is just background info and praise. Smiley emoticon. We're going balls in. You gave us money to get this topic read. We're reading it. Last year, I finally made the choice to see a doctor, get a diagnosis, and start taking medis- medication for my anxiety and OCD, and my life has improved immeasurably. I'm turning 30 this year, and I wish I had the kind of ball. I wish I had these kind of balls to see a doctor and sort this out 10 years ago. I used to worry that taking medication for anxiety would stop me from being me or affect my performance at work, but none of that happened. In fact, it was the complete opposite. Hoping this toxic, I'm sorry, hoping this topic might help some of the best friends, parentheses, and maybe Colin M, who suffer from chronic anxiety. Understand that it can be managed and it's worth seeking help. Medication isn't the only treatment, so it's important to let a doctor help you figure out what might work for you. If this isn't something Colin wants to talk about on the podcast, totally understand and let me know and I'll figure out a different topic. Colin, do you care? No, because you're an open book and you're Colin Moriarty. You're my boy, Colin M. So it's unfair, but a lot of this has to be put on you, Colin. Yeah. You talk about your anxiety that you have. You have anxiety in you know this, that, and the other. Right. I talk about it specifically so people know that they're not. Sure. You're not trying to that. be a dick. Well, no, that just so they know that they, that that <laughs> that they have it. 
you yeah. know, if they, it's, but if you're not they alone. have it, that it's not. Yeah. That, Here's my question for you. I want you to explain what you having anxiety, and you always call it a debilitating anxiety. Mm-hmm. What does that mean, and what does that feel like? Because I get it. You, you don't travel with us as much. You don't want to be in big groups of people. You don't want to do this kind of stuff, right? Yeah. I mean, the thing is, is that, and it's not meant to be a dick, is that you don't get it. And like, that's, and that's like, you know. Th- that's like, the whole reason. That's why I'm putting all the work on you on this one. Because yeah. you say that and you retreat to your room or, you know, people, you know, and I get all that, that you, for me, it's okay. Colin doesn't want to be around this thing, but I don't, I don't know what it feels like. I don't right. know what it is. Yeah. And I don't mean that as a dickheaded thing. It's like, it what, it's, one, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, people are like, Oh, I know how you feel. And so I was like, you really don't like, you know, like unless you, unless ha- you unless do. You, yeah. Unless yeah, yeah. you, unless you have it, it's uh, anxiety. Having crippling anxiety is awful. And the, the worst part about it is, um, you know, anxiety is triggered for many different people in many different ways. And I know people with anxiety that, that, that have anxiety that are close to me that are that are as bad or, and in some ways worse and in some ways better, depending on who you're talking to and what you're talking about. And everyone derives their anxiety from different things. Um, so, you know, like generalized anxiety, which is like something I have, which is basically like um, everything makes you anxious. Like you can fi- find anxiety in literally anything like you can talk to a person at a store. Um, and then be like, did that person, did I offend that person? Like, you didn't even do anything, but it's like you like obsess over these weird things that like normal people don't obsess over. So having, uh, and that's just an, a random example, but having uh, having anxiety is debilitating when you're when you're self aware of it, um, and you know that you're not normal, and you actually feel crazy. Um, and that's kind of the thing that I suffer from is that um, I think I'm a pretty normal person on like you know outwardly, but on, but on the inside, I I. I have like a lot of struggle and it's only gotten actually worse as I've gotten older. Um, and the thing that I, that, um, that troubles me is that I've always dealt with this. I was talking to my dad a few weeks ago and I think I talked about it on the show a little bit about, we had like a heart to heart about it and that I've always been like this and I've always been, um, an anxious person. It's ravaged my body actually. Like it's, you know, my stomach and you know, I have, you know, IBS and, 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 uh, ulcers and stuff like that and it's that's how i feel things in my stomach some people feel that in their chest where they can't breathe some people like i was gonna say you know, so yeah is i mean i i'm anxious about things right like i guess you know I, I, for me i don't think i ever sit there man i'm anxious about this you know what i mean like i'm nervous about something mm-hmm. so yeah what for me I'm, I'm right there with you what's the difference between feeling stressed about something and feeling anxious like are those totally different things i think they're interrelated i mean anxiety is more to me is more and i'm not a psych you know psychologist or you know a therapist or a psycho a psychologist or a psychiatrist rather in any in any respect but um anxiety when you have anxiety as opposed to like having anxiety i think they're two different things you have anxiety or you're having anxiety you know mm-hmm. um like i have anxiety i'm anxious every day like almost every minute of the day um, and people deal with it in different ways that, you know, having a mental, I've always had a mentality since I was a young kid. Um, I wake up in the morning, I feel fine. And then immediately I'm like, something's wrong, you know? And like, my, and I won't even like move until I'm like, something is wrong. Like, what am I worried about today? Like, that's literally how I live my life. And mm-hmm. I've always lived it like that. Um, and I put myself in positions and situations where, um, it makes it harder for me, but I do it to like confront the anxiety every once in a while for instance i'm like giving a presentation to like young kids um seven to 11 years old at a sc- like a private school about video games and video yeah. game criticism and stuff like that's something that immediately if someone asked me that i'd be like no of course not i'm not doing that but like every once in a while like i'm just like why not like why not you know like why not just do it it's the same thing i was saying about when i host a, an occasional pax panel or something like that it's like i don't want to be here and do this at all 
you know, but, but I don't even, wa- I don't even want to. I don't even want to be at the show. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's part of you that there has to be part of you that wants it though, right? Because I mean, Not, you 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 do that whenever we need you to do that. You know what I mean? Like you don't go to VidCon, but yeah, VidCon's just socializing and bullshit, which isn't your thing, right? No, I, I there's a small sliver of me. I mean, like to be perfectly candid with you, if if as a as a consumer, I would never want to go to these shows ever. No, we like, as about that, as right? as a um as like in a professional in the industry, I guess, like there's a small part of me that would want to go. Like we're talking about our E3 plans this year. And like my, my ultimate verdict, I hope is that we just don't go. I know that's not going to happen, but I'm just like, I don't want to go. Like, I don't want to go to E3. You know, like I don't like, I don't like being around people like all these people. And you know, PSX was an especially, um, trying experience for me. Not because I don't appreciate the fans we have. Cause I do. I love them. They're, they're our bread and butter. And I love doing this kind of stuff. It's just like being stopped every five seconds and, 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 you know, uh, taking pictures and all that stuff. I'm just like, I'm just not, this doesn't sit right with me. And I don't know why it doesn't sit right with me. It just doesn't. Um, but I try to like put on a face and do the best I can because the other three of you, especially you two, I don't know. Nick and I, I think are, Nick and I, like you guys kind of, I always explain to you guys, like you eat it up and like almost thrive on it and need it. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't need it. I don't. I think that's unfair to throw that on me. I'm not saying it in a negative way. I'm like, okay. this is like what you you do. You need it. It's I mean, how, this is I like mean, who I, you are. I need to connect with our fans. Yeah. I need to shake hands and hug people and tell them thank you. That's that for me. That's what I need. It's not that I need the slaps in the back and I'm awesome. I need to fucking talk to the people who are out there consuming this content and going mm-hmm. to these shows. Right. To me, it's it's like a different thing. Like that's why you know Aaron was talking to me about like what like we were talking about Twitter and stuff like that. And I'm like, I like Twitter and Facebook because like this allows me to interact with our fans in a way that's like feels good to me. I'm I think I'd talk on our Facebook group many times more than all of the rest of us combined. Because oh, yeah, like, that's because that's Facebook, like, yeah. b- but that's just a, a place where I'm like, okay, like I can show people I appreciate them and want to interact with them in a way that like is more on my terms. No, that makes perfect um, sense. And Twitter is kind of the same way. And she was asking me like, well, like it's so weird that you feel like this when you're in front of a camera and stuff all the time. And I'm like, yeah, but like we do a lot of VOD and like I feel comfortable in front of a camera and even doing like Twitch streams and stuff like that. Like it's fine. I don't like our long Twitch streams actually at all. Like they give me a lot of anxiety, but we have to, we have to like do them um in order for us to succeed as a group and a unit so like the, the the answer to your question before was like well why it's like because i have to like pull my own weight in like my own way and that's the best way i can i know how to do it um but like my my anxiety is just is a product of un, of unknown origins like i don't know where it came from my siblings are not like this my parents are not like this my my mother especially is a very outgoing like you know person i think i'm a friendly person i just don't know and i think i have a good personality i just don't think that like i just don't like interacting with people that much mm. and like it's just it's weird because i do and then i don't you know what i mean like i do and then i don't it depends on who i'm with like when i'm by myself like i have to go to the supermarket later and i'm like i don't really want to do this you know like and that's like so weird but i'm like i don't want to go there and like be around people but like if i'm with someone else but i'm with someone else then it's like then i'm okay you know so yeah. I don't know. It's it's confusing. It's it's as confusing to explain as it is in my own head because I've been dealing with this for my whole life and it's it's um never gotten easier. You know, it's yeah. only gotten worse. Yeah. Um, but it's like very selective too. Like I like going to meet and greets and talking to the fans, but like I there's a time where like I'm like I gotta go. You know, sure. like I can't do this like every few weeks. I can't. Um, you know. I don't know. It's just it's. A, I know it's a weird thing. Like I'm just a weird person. I I not, I, 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 I don't understand. I think that's that, the whole know? thing to Greg. And I want to try his name again, Colin. Actually, I'll just let you do it because real quick, smart. my mom called me. I just want to let you know. Sorry about that. Yeah, multiple times in a row. Yeah, Greg, I said Greg, Bull- Bullock. It's Bullock. It is Bullock. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't know if it's Bullock. No, I was saying Bullock. Okay. Cool. No, I I think this speaks to you know over the weekend or a couple of days ago last week whatever I put up the thing like you're not allowed to kill yourself post. Mm-hmm. This is very much in that vein. I think is the fact that like. You're not weird because of it. You're, you know, you're not 
I don't know your experience because I haven't had to deal with it, but that doesn't make you weird. There's tons of people watching this right now who are totally relate and understand everything you're saying. And that's why I think it's important that Greg brought it up in the way that, you know, we always talk about the best friends and we're a family and this, that, and the other. It's like, nobody's weird for feeling anxious or being, you know, you not wanting to go to every show like Tim and I do. That's not mm-hmm. weird. You know what I mean? That's you. That's fine. That's that's. We don't look at you and go, oh, yeah, no, Con isn't going to Comic-Con. What a half-assing fucking I mean, partner. Yeah, like, <laughs> the way I see it, as long as it doesn't, you know, hold us back from doing what we want to do, then it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Because it's like, we support you, you support us. Like, and and all, obviously there's a compromise there. I'm not saying, like, if it was holding us back, that'd be an issue even then. Because it is a compromise. It's This whole thing's really fascinating to me because I've never had to deal with it, and I cannot fathom it. Like, I cannot, when you say the way that you're feeling, I just don't, I can't comprehend it. It doesn't make sense to me. And that's kind of, it kind of troubles me in a lot of ways where I'll talk to people. I'll talk to Kevin about it. I'll talk to, you know, some of my friends just about like trying to wrap my head around it and see how they feel about things and, and whatever. And it's about it's, anxiety or Colin um, anxiety. Okay. Anxiety. Yeah, yeah. Just in general, because like, I'm, I'm trying to see like, am I alone in how I am. Mm-hmm. I the weird one for not feeling this way. Cause I feel like so many other people, so many people that's the default. And especially yeah. like I, maybe it's the generation I grew up in, but everyone has ADD or OCD or this and they're taking medications for this or that or whatever and it's like I I never did and I stayed out of that and I don't think that there's a problem with any of that necessarily but it's weird and I don't get it and it's really hard for me to kind of discuss it without sounding insensitive because I feel like I'm very sensitive to people's experiences especially if I don't understand them really I try to be I might say some things that that come off insensitive but I don't mean it that way I'm definitely I'm caring and I try to, to be there for people in whatever way I need to um, but with you specifically, I always find it really, really, really difficult because I don't know how to be there for you in the right way. Cause like, I'm just kind of there always, Yeah, <laughs> you know? And it's like, it's, it's, it gets rough for me because there's a lot of times where you, you will bottle it all up, you know, and feel all these feelings that we don't understand and we don't even necessarily know you're feeling them. And then it usually ends in a very long written thing. Cause that's how you communicate. And I always feel bad cause I don't. That's not me. I don't respond in a in a written way. Like I'll talk to you or give you a look or like, you know, something. You'll send some, him a musically video of you lip syncing his favorite but, song. Not even necessarily that, but something something like different. But I'm not really like I'm gonna sit there and write something. But it's it's always interesting to me that you feel so much and then so eloquently explain it in an email or in a you know just some whether it's a Facebook post to the the group out there or to or the forums or this or that. It blows me away how much you understand how you feel and how well you can put that into words because it does help me to kind of understand at least how you're feeling, even though I don't understand how you could be feeling that, if that makes sense. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. Like it's, it's the, it's the, it's that self-awareness that a lot of people with anxiety have that is the worst part of be, of being that way, of, of knowing that you're debilitated for reasons that don't make sense. Anxiety comes from... You can be anxious about legitimate things, but typically anxiety is irrational. Like that that's that's the idea. Like fear in and, and anxiety are typically irrational. Like there's isn't cause right now you're dealing with the fact that you're in a new relationship and it's awesome and you're worried about the other shoe dropping. That's yeah, what you always talk about, right? Yeah, like I like I was telling you the other day, like and and you know, it's like I was, I was talking to my dad, I'm like, you know, my business is too successful, my girlfriend's too beautiful, like things are too good. That's a weird fucking thing to be stressed it about, but that's is. like that is you know what yeah. I am stressed. Those about. are your real feelings. Like that's See, like really what I like. And that's just a f- sliver of it. But like that's that's like what I fear on a day to day basis. You know, like saying something or doing something or being a, a, a way that 
ruins something. You know, like when things get better, my anxiety gets worse. There is definitely a, a, a you know, a, a correlation. Power, yeah, correlation there on the uh, on the chart, you know, so that's a perfect example of something that I hear and I just I can't. You know, it just doesn't click to me like it just doesn't add up. It's an equation that the equal sign is not right. You know, I I hear that. and I'm like, dude, just enjoy it. You know what I mean? Like, like, because I'm on the same same exact place with you. Like this year has been the best year of my life. Kind of funny. It's been awesome. My girlfriend is awesome. My friendships are awesome. Everything. Awesome. 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 Yeah, there's bad stuff. There's definitely bad stuff. There always is. Got to hang out with Kevin. Yeah, exactly. Um, but overall, it's like we live similar lives in the sense of like the good things that we share and all that. Um, and when you say things like that, it's like, I, I get this guttural reaction of like, just stop, like, just stop doing that. Colin, like just let it happen and be happy because this is all good stuff. Like don't make trouble where there's not. And that's the moment where I'm like, shit, like I, I can't even understand thinking of this stuff as a problem. So the, just stop me saying that I know it's not that easy. But it, that's, I guess, the, the hard part for me where it's like it sounds very easy to me. It really sounds just literally wake up and don't think about what's wrong. Think about what's right. right, right. Yeah, it's, 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 it's just like I'm not and I'm not saying this in any sort of self-aggrandizing way. Like I'm just not built to do. I'm not strong enough to do that, you know, like mentally. It's like the I consider myself a smart person, but like intelligence can't overmatch being not, not being able to get out of your own head right, right 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 and and um yeah like it's it's great like i was in a really bad place in a legitimately bad place for a while um with you know other things in my life that were bad that really were bad and it is funny that now things are better and really great i have like you know i can't say enough about like how important like you know aaron is to me you know and like i can't say how you know i can't say enough about how important this company is to me you know i was really hurt last week when um you know, I emailed you or I talked to you guys or emailed you guys about it. Or just talk. I think I talked to you about it, Greg. Like maybe that was what it was about. Like people in the comments saying that, like, you know, um, I don't care anymore about this company or like I'm not involved or invested in it. And I'm like, how fucking dare you feel or say that? You First of all, you don't fucking know me. Second of all, like, you know, I left my job, too, you know, mm-hmm. and like I came along for this ride, too. And I am a draw to this company. I'm not just like along for the ride, you know, and that kind of shit like that kind of shit really bothered me because it's like, I'm heavily invested. People are saying like, Oh, he's probably begging for his old job. back. I would never go back. Like, I like what I, I like what I do, you know, like people make a lot of assumptions based on like a very, a very small window into someone's life and then paints a a broad picture about them, not knowing what they go through on a day to day basis. And like being the way that I am, I try not to do that to other people because like, you really don't know the struggles that people like go through behind the scenes or the good things that happen to people behind the scenes too. And of course, good things happen to me. So like if I'm trying to pursue like happiness in my own way, that doesn't, that, that that's not a reflection on the way I feel about my company or the way I feel about my coworkers or my friends. It's a reflection on like me trying to find that happy medium in my life. And mm-hmm. that really bothered me in the sense that I was like, well, people have been sit- talking shit for years about us on the internet. And that's just the way it goes. And most of it is like, whatever, but that really bothered me. Where I'm like, you think I just blew up like my old career to like do something that I then hate and I just disappear and then I take advantage of my friends because that was basically the insinuation I just take advantage of people and then I just disappear and I still get paid and like I'm not invested like that it's like like that kind of stuff sucks Mm -hmm. you know and uh sometimes makes um the situation worse when people really feel like they know you but they really don't you know and um you know the, the the fact is is that like I've often put myself in situations that make me in some way feel uncomfortable. I've often talked about, you know, playing goalie in hockey, which is a very high stress fucking position, usually played by very weird people. And if you like, you know, 
goalies. I'm not saying that to be funny. Like they are. We're weird. Like and we all have like these weird ticks or these weird OCD, like the weird rituals. I've talked a lot about my own rituals going like on the ice and like not wearing underwear. No. Yeah. Like I, I play naked under my gear. Like I, uh, you know, I'd always bring two sticks under the ice and throw one onto the bench, even though like the equipment manager, someone would just bring my sticks on the bench for me. I had to do it. You know what I mean? Like there was like weird things like that. And then it's like a position where you get a lot of praise and a lot of blame. And it's not like a position where you can disappear into the back, you know, background, be a third round or third, third no line your name. left Everyone wing. And like, are, it's like right, you're on yeah. the ice for a few minutes, like you're there. Um, and so like putting myself in those kinds of positions was useful for me to like help me overcome the anxiety, my anxiety, which was much, much lighter when I was a kid. And now that like I ha- I feel like I have a lot of responsibility and more pressure um, on me. It's like it's like it's it's a it's like a cacophony, like this maelstrom of of just like wanting to deliver good content to people like wanting them to like you in some way and like kind of feeling pressure to like be like I try to be yourself but also try to be um what people want you to be you know and like when I sit quietly sometimes like people get mad at me when I say too much people get mad at me when I like like you know it's like sometimes like you just can't please anyone and that just makes your anxiety worse um but you know that's the vocal minority no I know it's just it's just like there comes a point where I've accepted it and I've talked to people about it in the past, but like I, I'm just of the mind that like I really don't want to take meds. And I'm not saying Why there's not? anything. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. Yeah. At all. Like it really does help people. I know you know lots of people that you know take various medication. I've had I have my whole life, um, and it really does help them. I just it's just I just don't feel like it's my solution. Like I want, you know, because I'm afraid of a dependency and I'm afraid sure, of like, like he was like Greg was. Yeah, and I know that that's not always a thing, but I and I'm not afraid of it changing me. I want to be different. It's not like. It's not like I want to be exactly the way I am. Like, it doesn't make any sense. So, like, I just want to be able to solve it on my own. But I also know that, like, I need help. And I do I do depend on people in different ways. But there comes times where I'm like, I just have to go. You know, I deal with a lot of my anxiety by sleeping and disappearing. Some people can't sleep. You know, some people eat. Some people um, engage in really super destructive behavior, you know, or escape into a video game or do whatever they do. And everyone has to deal with it in their own way. I'm not judging anyone. I mean, do what you want. I just like sometimes it's three o'clock in the afternoon. I'm like, I got to go. Yeah. Like, because like I start to, to shut down. And the reason I talk about it so openly is because a, I'm not ashamed of it and b like the, I want people out there to know that like, I can't possibly be the only person that feels like this. Like I know that. And then when you like really talk about it openly, you realize that like there's a lot of us and it's not a small fraction or a small sliver of people. It's a lot of people that deal with this. Some people deal with it way worse than I do. I mean, really like, and, and really need help. So, um, so anxiety can be crippling and debilitating. I only ask people out there to like be a little more understanding, not necessarily with me. You don't, you know, we don't, I, we, we don't, you know, it's fine. Like you can say what you want about me, but like more people in your life understand that if they have anxiety or they, they're stressed out about something and might, you might not understand it. Like it's real to them. And I can sympathize with that because weird things um, can set my anxiety off. And so too can other people like just the very act of having to go to the store or leaving the house sometimes is hard. But then there are other days where I'm like, I want to leave and I want to go out. So it's not always like this this murky dark place i don't want to make it sound like that or seem like that it's not it's just that like at my worst it's bad yeah sure you're do like you, a light switch a lot of times you're either yeah. on and you want to talk to us when we you when you wake up and come out or you're off and you don't talk to anybody till calling your life starts mm-hmm. do you feel like the the people aren't sympathetic to it um i think that my friends the people that are close to me are certainly sympathetic to it um but no i think generally i think that like there's a stigma against mental issues with people yes. because it's it's looked at as a weakness. And back in the day, it was really looked at as a weakness. I think it's gotten way better as time has marched on for sure. But no, I think that like there is a there is a stigma to saying like I have anxiety or I have OCD or I'm depressed. I'm depressed. Like, yeah, it's like 
that there definitely isn't an understanding because people really don't understand about how like you can look around you know the United States and you have a you're, you're a middle class guy or you have money or whatever and like how can you how can you feel that way when X Y and Z are going so right and it's like dude like that's not what it's about that's not real it doesn't really make any sense to me either you know but like it it's still it's still my reality and again it is that self awareness that is so crippling you know where it's it's um it can be devastating you know because. I want to be out there. I want to be like you and Greg. I want to like, you know, I know people really like what I have to say about games and like what I have to say about a lot of things and like really appreciate me. I know that. And and I'm so thankful and appreciative of that. I want to be able to reciprocate that as best I can. And I hope that people don't think out there because I don't go to shows or whatever. People are disappointed when I was like, where were you? And I got everyone to sign something but you and all this kind of stuff. It's like, dude, like, I'm sorry. You know, like, I appreciate that you appreciate me. I want to do the best work I can for you. Let's not let's not injure the connection we have with each other. Um, but just understand that like my reality is just a little bit different than other people's reality. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I, 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 um, I want to be different, you know, but I have to deal with things in like my own way and I have good days and I have bad days. And, and certainly the condition in my real life is getting, you know, is, are getting better and I have to learn how to accept good things. And my, my, that was my dad was saying to me is that I worked really hard to get to where I am. And, and the fact of the matter is like, I've always had this when I was at Northeastern, I was always afraid of getting kicked out for no reason. It's like, well, I've arrived. I've gotten here in this great fucking school that I've always wanted to go to in this in this very competitive atmosphere, academic atmosphere, and now I'm going to lose it. But there was no reason why that would have happened. It's just like that. that's not rational, but anxiety isn't often rational. And when I got my job at IGN and I was so thankful for being there for so long and I'm so thankful for what they've provided me to this day, I was worried every day that I would get laid off or fired. Like every day, you know, like I, I work weekends and like work at night and I was the most read author in that site when, when we left, you know, because on the game side, because... I like dumped a lot of my soul and my heart into it because I felt like that's what I had to do to prove that I was worth something, you know? Mm-hmm. But even then you had that fear, even after surviving layoff after layoff, you still have that f- and, and feeling getting promoted and getting more money and all that kind of stuff. It's like you still have that feeling that like the other shoe is going to drop. And that's like my whole life. You know what I mean? And like I don't I can't. It's terrible. It doesn't mean that like I walk around in a fucking mope all the time because I don't. I laugh and I have good times and I I have good friends and I smile and I drink and I eat out and I do all these things. It's just to say like on those, at those quiet moments sometimes. And sometimes a lot of times, like you have to deal with like these, these murkier thoughts in your mind that don't really make any sense and don't come from a reasonable place. And that like is where my anxiety comes from. But some people have anxiety for different reasons. So I don't want to speak for them. Sure. You know, thank you for speaking for yourself though. Yeah. I don't, know if any, I don't really know if anyone that many that makes sense, but it makes sense. It's just kind to me, of like, it makes sense to make sense. To I you. mean, it, it it does not make sense to me, but what it makes sense for you. Sure, exactly, yeah. exactly. And, but I want that clear. Like that's like I don't. It does not. It still doesn't click, you know. But like sure. that's the but thing. That's is the I point of it. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. it's not rational and doesn't make sense. Okay. Well, thank you, Greg, for your topic. Your support on Patreon.com slash kind of funny, just like all the people I did earlier. Their names aren't there anymore, but I'm still gesturing as if they were. Colin. Yes. What's your real topic? That's not just about you. <laughs> Unless this one's about you. No, it's not about me. Twitter. Um, now we talked about Twitter before. What's the angle this time? Well, Twitter is kind of like falling apart in a corporate way, and uh, the um, <laughs> what? No, I'm just freaking <laughs> out because I love Twitter. I do too. Um, but I want to talk to you guys about. There's like this notion, this idea, you know, to catch people up. Like Twitter's, there's been a lot of turnover in the executive areas of Twitter. Twitter's stock has fallen dramatically um, on We're the market. About this new timeline layout. Yeah, they're they're ch- making changes to kind of keep Twitter relevant. And what surprises me is that. I find Twitter to have the most utility and the most use. I think it's like the most diverse thing. Like people are like, well, why don't you use Instagram? And I'm like, cause like, why would I use Instagram? Like it, it, it doesn't, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with Instagram. I'm yeah. just saying like, it's just pictures, but it's or not like, it's more, more vine words than Twitter. 
Well, it lets you write things underneath, but like it, the idea of Instagram was pictures or with with Vine, it's just these short clips of videos or Periscope is like live video or whatever. It's like I can just kind of all the Periscope is associated with Twitter. It's a bad example, but so I can kind of I can kind of like fold these things in, you know, um, Twitter like has Twitter. You can do everything you want on Twitter. I mean, I still think Twitter is just the most useful and the most compact. And I find it has the most utility. I agree. Um, I disagree. Fuck you. But yeah. what I'm curious is if, you know, there's this notion that Twitter can go away or disappear. And my, my whole thing is, you know, the people talk about MySpace. And I'm like, well, MySpace is way different because um, MySpace was eclipsed by something that was just like it, but better. And there's nothing like Twitter that's even remotely like Twitter or better than Twitter. So I'm not worried about it disappearing, but I'm worrying. I'm wondering what you guys think about its future. And if you think it's still useful, if there's something that we don't even know about it yet, that we'll be using in the future, because there are these ubiquitous social platforms that I feel like we're going to be using in 20 years. Um, and I think Twitter is one of them. I think Facebook's obviously the other one. I'm not so sure that any of the other ones will exist in the way they do now, except for those two, because those two have the most, um, like long running tail, like the zeitgeist, zeitgeist like continues with Facebook. I mean, my, my Facebook account is 12 years old. You know, that's like really scary when you think about that. Like it's 12 years old and I'll probably use it for another 12 years after that. And Twitter obviously is a 10 year old company now, but um, seems to be falling. So I don't know. I just wanted to know your guys thoughts on Twitter. I don't think the sky's falling on Twitter. I think people make mountains out of molehills. They talked about this timeline. Everybody flipped out and it was like, I at no point was I like, oh, this is like, RIP Twitter, right? Was trending or whatever. I'm like, I'm not, it's not going to die based yeah. on this. And they're like, and sure enough, yeah, this is an option. You can do this. All right, cool. I'll look into it and see what I care, think about it and yada, yada, yada. I don't mind. It's similar when I wake up in the morning. I look and now they have that new, like, what happened while you were away thing. I'm like, this is actually kind of cool. Thank you. I, yeah. did, I do like seeing this. This is an interesting thing to see what people were up to while I was sleeping. Yeah. Uh, I still love Twitter. I still think Twitter is awesome. It's still my preferred social media platform. I like it. Like we've talked about before, it's the easiest way to talk to the, to the best friends in the way of like, you have 140 characters to make your point. You know what I mean? I have mm-hmm. 140 characters to respond, which is great for, what about, what do you think of this? What should I play? What about, and I can give you short responses and go. Whereas on Facebook or even the kind of funny forums, I open up my DMs or whatever and it's just a wall of text and I'm like, I don't have time to read this or give you the response you deserve so I just won't and yeah. I can move on. Yeah, no, Twitter's my my favorite to use as well. Um, I when it comes to the MySpace and Facebook thing, I think that's a little bit different. Like until there is a thing, there's not a thing. You know, until there was Facebook, MySpace reigned supreme. So it's like good point. It's not like they were they were com- competing and then one just went away. Like th- that happened pretty damn quickly. You know, and uh, with Twitter, I th- I think that it is a little bit different as well because Facebook and Twitter um, and Instagram and all the things kind of currently going on now they rose with the iPhone and they are you know ubiquitous with people using their phones because when iphone came out in 2006 or whatever there wasn't a myspace app yeah there was a facebook app there was a twitter app when apps eventually became a thing so i think it's going to be a lot harder to dethrone the big guys because they're there and also they're just kind of eating everything up so yeah now facebook has instagram and twitter has periscope and vine so it's like there's the main things of facebook and twitter and then everything else is just going to kind of feed into that shit and be like uses for it um Twitter, I think we're in a bubble with Twitter. Like we all use Twitter, but Twitter is not the most used. You know, more people are on Instagram because because of Facebook and also just because that's how most people use the shit. And I think the gaming industry specifically is very Twitter heavy, very Twitter focused. But you look at other stuff and it's that's just simply not true. Sure. Um, having said that. Twitter has made its way into like politics and shit and you they promote their Twitters and stuff like that. Hashtags. But a lot of things also promote Instagrams. And you know, it's it I think it really kind of depends on what what group you're talking about. 
Um, and the, the versatility with all of them is, is, is really high and it's just different. It's a different lens to look through all the different things. Do you think Twitter's going away anytime no, soon? No, definitely not. I, I think they're, I think all of them, all of the ones we were talking about are, are here to stay for a long time. Um, specifically Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. And, uh, with Twitter, people are afraid of change. And yeah, they, they're, they're so irrational about it and they're going to get angry about anything. Get the fucking moments thing off the goddamn app. But it's like, you just don't use it. So who cares? And like, like they but, move it around and they click on and accidentally. It's, yeah, and that, I hate stuff like that. But it's like, all right, then it's minor annoyance. Then you get yeah, used to it and then it's the, then it's the same shit. Um, in terms of their adding more um, character limits and stuff, I think it's a bad idea. That's what they have medium for. That's another thing that they own that's under their whole umbrella. Yeah. I doubt they're going to do it. I actually that yeah you can do surveys all you want you can do test things and whatever and put it out there and see what the public reacts to it they're not going to do it sure and if they do there is a lot of data backing up it's a good idea and eventually we're gonna like it because that's how this thing works you know if they added more um, character limits if I had 140 characters plus a picture I'd fucking love that yeah because that's the worst when it eats into that crap yeah I hate that. or like if I can have character limit plus a link plus mm-hmm. th- like it's things like that where I'm not against that like don't hold me to this. 140 thing when there's all this other shit that things change things adapt you yeah. know um and the the change with the the algorithmic timeline make it an option just make it one of the tabs i'd like that you know i'd like to be able to see the things that are t- tailored towards me just like the while you were away those things are awesome everyone bitched about it when it first came out why it's just extra functionality sure what's more interesting i think is what's going to happen at the top like you're saying there was all this executive turnover i was reading about it the other day who comes in how to, now that these new people are in, what do they think? What does it do to the stock? What's Twitter ever really? Is it ever going to be super profitable? Is it ever? I mean, are they are they headed for trouble? You well, know it's, I mean? it's just the, it's the nature of like overvaluing all these companies. Like Twitter's already on the market, so it's worth what it's worth now. But you see this with Snapchat. Like, there's no way in God's green earth Snapchat's worth a billion dollars, for instance. But like that's but they are a unicorn company because they are a privately held company with a valuation of over a billion dollars. Um, but they can't possibly make that much money in order to to like the, the nature of what they do is just it's just not possible to make that much money. Like it's not. And short of like having a, a, a service so great that you can get literally millions of people to subscribe to it and pay for it, um, which is something that Snapchat's not going to be able to do or Twitter is going to do. No matter how much people love these things, like when you ask them to really pay for them, they're not going to do it. So, um, you know, I think that it's more about getting things in the line in terms of like what things are worth. And Twitter is going to be, you know, can be targeted for a hostile takeover or something like that because it's public. So, um, I think that the company can very much change. I don't agree that MySpace and Facebook weren't competing with each other. They certainly were. They were concurrent to each other for a long time. And I mean, what's a know, long time? Three. I mean, three or four was, years before MySpace really got killed. You know, because like I don't know if it was three or four. It was more like two. Like once Facebook got going, like yeah, Facebook was existed, but like there was that that year or two boot up time where it, Facebook wasn't a thing until two thousand seven. I would say I'm talking an overall. I mean, not for you, but for people in college. But, but that's it was. what I'm saying. Yeah, like that, it wasn't a thing that everybody used. No, no, it wasn't. Everybody used MySpace. No, of course, but but I do. You know, the reason my Facebook account is so old is because Northeastern was one of the very first schools on it. So my I made my account in early 2004, and I remember to your point, like the when people were finally allowed to sign up to it that weren't even in schools and stuff like that, like not didn't have .edu accounts a lot of people don't even know that about facebook anymore because that was such a long time ago like facebook you only could use facebook if you had a, a .edu account from a very certain school that was the first time um, facebook we all said it was dead oh yeah, exactly. my mom's on facebook this is dumb but they knew what they were doing and they, and they did it or whatever but like facebook changed and evolved um in 
and stole MySpace's audience. I mean, that's what happened. In so, 2007. Yeah, by 2007, I would say, because even if you're in school and then if you're an alumni of a school or so like. But I mean, the, I was in high school in 2007 and I couldn't get a Facebook account until like I got it as soon as you could. And that was either late 06 or early 07. Yeah, but my point is, is that, you know, it's not only for college kids, it's for people that were, were in college or are going to college and get their .edu's finally when you get accepted or alumni alumni of the schools as well so it was it just slanted older and it wasn't until it democratized that like it definitely started to eat my spaces lunch but by that point like we had already known behind the wall at facebook or whatever using it that it was way superior in a lot of different ways but the site had the site had changed a lot i mean in 2004 your wall was a field that anyone could edit and write whatever they wanted so like if someone wrote something you'd have to like sign your name and then someone could just come in and delete it all and then like write something on your wall it was like, supposed to be like a whiteboard on your on your dorm room door yeah. or whatever um, so like that site has changed significantly. I think Facebook's kind of getting a lot of control, but it's so ubiquitous that it's never going to go anywhere. And that was like kind of what I was wondering is if Twitter is really the only other social network that really is not going to ever go anywhere because it's just too ingrained. And, and more than that, it's too useful. You know, that's, that's the thing that I talk about with Twitter a lot is that I just think it has ex- exceptional utility, um, as it is right now. And if they don't fuck with it too much, it could stay that way, but it could also be ruined. It's like kind of a razor's edge where, you start fucking around with the timeline, you start fucking around with how much people can say on it and, and brevity, you know, is no longer kind of the what makes Twitter run, like figuring out what you want to say in a very distilled way. I think the facts so, yeah. get to the facts. No, I was talking about it when Twitter turned the corner for me because I remember not. I mean, I, when did Twitter even come around? We want to say 2006. I think we want to say. OK, so it. yeah, but we, no one knew used Twitter until. Yeah, 2009, I remember when maybe? I remember at IGN in the early going of the days or whatever when IGN set up its Twitter. And that was the thing where we all tweeted to it. You wrote an article. We all signed into IGN's Twitter and would just tweet out the link or whatever, right? And there was no real thing to it. And I remember when they finally got the first social manager, right? And brought, we're like, all right, now submit your links this way. Not everybody's going to tweet. And I remember when they were originally said, all right, you know, you, get, you write an article, you put up a review, you do whatever, you go in there and you tweet. You're like, I was like, Twitter's so fucking dumb. Why would I ever do this? Da, da, da. And I remember when they like months later, they removed it and like, OK, now one person's tweeting for IGN or whatever. And I was like, fuck, I miss Twitter. And I got Twitter and I, I'd already been camping on my name because I knew I'd give it eventually because I'm a pushover uh, or I was just learning to start camping on my name. Uh, started <laughs> using Twitter then. And it was just the dumb thing of this, that and the other. And da, da, da. And there's always this one moment in time, which is, I think is rare, where I, it was on Christmas break one year. I was playing video games till the wee hours of the morning and I came down at like two in the morning to walk Portillo on this when I lived right by the ferry building and I came down in the high rise and came out and I turned the corner and I turned the corner and it was just cops all the way down and they had like six guys pressed up against the glass of the post office with like their spotlights off their cars on them and people with guns drawn me and Portillo are like all right and we 360 back and I went upstairs and I went on to the I was like well somebody's got it broken into coverage like this is like there was helicopters and shit I'm like what is going on and there was nothing there I went on the internet nobody like you know SF gate didn't have an article up mm-hmm. or breaking or anything like that and then I was like wait a second I opened up Twitter and I put in like yeah my vague location of like ferry building shooting cops and it was like and there was all these there's been a shooting at Sinbad's this many people are hurt da 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 you know I was like fuck like this is so much more than the time wasting bullshit device I thought it was where yeah. I was sitting around being like wow video games and wings you know what I mean I was like oh like this is like now when something happens that's where you go and it still is for me like mm-hmm. you know some like today uh, a guy tw- a kid tweeted at us and was like just wanted you to know that DMX is like on death's door and I was like what and they put DMX in the search and I get the TMZ article and all the thing and I'm like all right th- you know what I mean like it's a 
in the moment Google. Mm -hmm. You know, Google's great. Don't get me wrong, and you can do it on Google as well, obviously. But it's more like, all right, this, and then what's happened last hour, the news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas this also. Then the downside, of course, is that it doesn't need to be verified, so rumors can spread like nothing. But exactly, you jump in there, and there is that moment of like, this is what's happening, and now you know. And like mm-hmm. it's all, I feel like ninety percent of the news that I can like big big news stories that have happened in recent years, right, are broken to me by Twitter. Mm-hmm. You're scrolling, and somebody's dead. This has happened. This, you know what I mean? Like, holy shit! Yeah, it's a cool little device. I love it. Programming. I love it so much. I don't think any of them are safe. I don't think even Facebook or Twitter are safe forever. I do think that there will be something at some point. That- Facebook's the weird one for me where I, I, you know, for me, I, I, I gambled wrong where Missouri got into Facebook super early. I, I don't know what year, but right around the time Colin's describing because I graduate in 05, right? But I remember, and maybe it was 04, maybe it was 03 when Facebook, and maybe it was even younger than that. But I remember the, the, my friends Parker and Booth who were a year below me, they got in and they were into Facebook huge. They were all over Facebook. And I was like, and they're like, you should make a Facebook account. I'm like, I'm, that's a young kid's game. I'm not going to do that. I'm a senior. I'm grad or I'm going to be graduating here. That's like what all you young kids are doing. You know what I mean? I'm not going to do it. And I didn't do it forever and ever and ever. And it was a similar story of, uh, I graduated and went to work at the newspaper and there was a, a scandal about this, uh, uh, there was a couple of scandals, I guess you should say, that broke through Facebook of like kids in college who were doing dumb shit and posting photos of it, right? And so there was like two or three times where I had to call my girlfriend at the time and ask her for her Facebook login to log in to get to see stuff. Because like there was a time like one of the baseball players was, uh, you know, suspended from the team and because uh, he had done this, that, or the other, and there was like a, you know, the cops had arrested him, whatever, and like everybody's trying to contact him for a story. And I was like, wait a second. And I called the girlfriend, got it, got his, got his phone number off his Facebook page and called him, got the comment. You know what I mean? It was like that thing of like, shit, there's really utility to this thing that I thought again, it was just like yeah. dumb kids putting up photos or videos of them playing beer pong or whatever. When in reality, it's like, you can use this in so many different levels. Yeah. I mean, even to this day, like, again, we are so in this world where Facebook's kind of like a thing that we don't use anymore, but Facebook yeah. is in every age group on every platform, the most used yeah. every single day. Yeah. And it also, it's the, it, more so than Twitter is the place people get news. Right. Like everything you're just saying, that's what I, people And use I know, Facebook and that's for. the weird thing of like, I didn't, it's one of those where I had moved away from Facebook or I got, so I make the Facebook page back then, you know what I mean? Use it fine. Come to IGN, we start getting popular. I, I accept all the fans from beyond on it, right? And it gets all fucked up. So I convert it to a fan page and then eventually make a secondary page, you know, blah, blah, blah. And so now I don't use it correctly anymore, really at all. I just pop yeah. in once in a while. But no, what you're talking about is like, I'll be on the phone with my mom for the calls that I don't give her enough. And she'll be like, oh, my God, did you see this? Did you see that John had this? And like, she's talking about my high school friends that I have, you know, that mm-hmm. I, I'm so close with. And I'm like, no, did you go to dinner with them? She's like, no, it's all on Facebook. Yeah. Like, oh, like my Facebook's still totally fucked. And it's just yeah. like notifications from people I don't know. No, and it gets hard to use, especially when there's the page versus the profile yeah. whole thing. The pages like it just there's a lot of stuff that they don't do correctly. Yeah. But there is a lot of shit that they fucking nail. And I think I video video is the other huge thing yeah. for them. Now that they have that, that's a game changer. They need to figure out the content ID. They need to figure out all this stuff. But I mean, yeah. they're getting more views than YouTube. Whoever would have thought there'd be a video platform that gets more views than YouTube per month? Right. Like, I that's got, insane. I got to take the time because I see Colin on it all the time. Colin lives on Facebook. And I, and I, I look at him like, I got to get I gotta get back on the horse here at some point and figure out what the fuck I'm doing with it. Yeah, I mean, I, I every single day I comment in the Kind of Funny Facebook group. Every day before I go to sleep, I just kind of look through shit and I just... Like, fuck all of you. Yeah. That's yeah, it's just a good way. It's just a good thing to use. Like, Facebook's interesting in the sense that it does have, like, great reach. Like, it's, it's, it's similar to Google in the sense that it just... It's so ubiquitous that um, it really will be impossible almost to displace it. Like I, I, I do think I, I think with great confidence, Facebook will literally exist in fifty years. 
Like I, I just can't imagine that. Like, it's just too big. You know, it's too much too part big of people. To fail. It's too much. It's too part of the way people do things. It's very similar to Google, like or an alpha, like and a lot of Alphabet's properties, where it's just like it's, it's not going anywhere. Yeah. You know? Um, but I think Twitter's somewhere in the middle where. I don't think it's going anywhere, but I think it's I think it's got to change and got to figure out a way to monetize. I wouldn't be itself. surprised if I'm trying to see Twitter got scaled back. You're gonna hear about layoffs. This, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Da da da. But then again, I just don't. I think it's also there at times, maybe overthinking what Twitter needs to be. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Where it could just be what it is now. And grant, I don't know if that lasts. I'm not web developer. I don't know that kind of stuff. Yeah, because we've talked to people at Twitter and they, mm-hmm. some of the stuff they're talking about, what they're going to be doing in the next six months to a year. Like, oh, that sounds fucking cool. You sounds know really I mean? cool and awesome. And I think that they're focused on things like Vine and Periscope and and Medium and stuff like that. Yeah, it's yeah. that's how you expand the use of Twitter. It's sure. give people apps to use within the app, and you can go really far with that. I think that their biggest problem is getting the people that aren't on Twitter on Twitter. The people that are there lobbying, they're going to be there. But the people that aren't, the millions and millions and millions of people that aren't that could be. You know, that they're on Instagram, they're on Facebook. Why aren't they here? And it's just not for them, yeah, you know? Yeah. And uh, or kids kids growing up aren't on Twitter. Like, that's just the thing. Like, the if you're looking at people like... They're on Instagram. 16, and, 16 and younger, yeah. It's Snapchat, it's Instagram, and uh, it's Facebook. But they're not on Twitter. Interesting. So... Young kids, get on Twitter. And it's enjoyable. And follow Game Over Greggy. Next topic is mine. And it's a walk... But I want to talk about forgiveness. And I don't mean me forgiving Tim for being a jerk to me. I don't mean Colin forgiving me for always being mean to him. I don't mean Kevin forgiving us for all the things we say about him. I want to talk. What's wrong with you today, Kev? Is it the Dayquil? Did the Dayquil have a... Are you having an adverse reaction to the Dayquil? Something's wrong with him, Tim. You need to get to the bottom of this because I'm not going to. That's, get asking him to get coffee isn't going to help one side. I don't know. Giving him tasks might. I want to talk about forgiveness in the public eye, and I'll tell you where it stems from, and then I'll give you multiple examples of this. But I'm, the main example I'm going to use here is Mike Tyson. I was watching Vine compilations last night, and I ran into one where he was, and I showed it to you guys before the show, getting interviewed in Canada, and the guy is asking him all these different questions, talking about blah, 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 and then he he talked. I guess he was there, you know, stumping for the mayor or some shit like that, or he endorsed the mayor or something, or this mayoral candidate. And uh, and the guy, guy's basically like, well, you know, some people are saying that because you're a convicted rapist, like this is, you know, against the, you know, this is gonna work against him or whatever. And Mike Tyson loses his shit and calls him a piece of shit and all this stuff, you know what I mean? And like he calls him a rat piece of shit. Rat, but that's his second one. The first one's okay. just you're a real piece of shit or whatever. But like, it brings up this interesting thing for me and the other example and this is a this is an interesting one i guess is oj simpson and now what i'm talking about here with is forgiveness i guess in the legal sense mike tyson is a convicted rapist that happened you know what i mean like if you want to argue maybe it wasn't maybe there was he is in the court in the eye of the law convicted rapist right oj simpson innocent found innocent but everyone still believes he's guilty and all these different things right and i remember this interview oj simpson did i want to say on 2020 but it was i forget what it was and it was after the fact and i remember he was walking talking to some reporter right and this woman came up to him and was like oh, i just always want to shake your hand i was wondering if i could shake your hand and he's like sure of course and he shakes her hand and she just goes thanks i've always wanted to shake the hand of a, a murderer and walked away and like and like oj simpson's just like and the guy's like what does that feel like you know what i mean and so like my question here to, to go away from you know OJ innocent everybody believes he's guilty right and I feel like that's a foregone conclusion I think I feel like people talk about it all the time that that's just what it is you know what I mean swing back to Mike Tyson though guilty you know what I mean legally found guilty or whatever does his time 
but in, is that enough? Is he then forgiven? He was. I've watched the Thirty for Thirty. Fantastic, of course. Chasing Tyson, right, was the one. Uh, fantastic documentary, but covers you know goes to jail, mm-hmm. comes back, and it's a fucking event. Everybody's so fucking thrilled. He's back. He's you know we're we're gonna promote this. We're gonna do this. You know what I mean? You jump to now. Awesome in the Hangover movies. Did the Pigeon Show. Did all these different things. He was. He. he I interviewed him on uh, uh, IGN Comic Con right for his animated show. I now granted. My limited interaction with Mike Tyson interviewing him, seeing his his breadth of work, the Mike Tyson of today, I like. Mm-hmm. Should I feel bad about liking Mike Tyson today? Because and this is this also goes, I think, to like Michael Vick. Michael Vick convicted. You fuck. You, these dogs died. You know what I mean? Like you ran a dog fighting ring. Does his time comes out, goes back to work. Yeah. And there's still that thing of like, am I allowed to be a Mike Vick fan? You know what I mean? And and so like I don't, I don't. I feel like. Are there some things that are not forgivable? You know what I mean? Like, my, uh, I was reading through Tyson's Wikipedia page, right, about all this, just to make sure I had my facts right. He's convicted of rape, right? So now he's a registered sex offender, right? So mm-hmm. he has to report in like that. Now, in the same vein, right, like, uh, if you're a pedophile and you're released and you have to report in and walk around and do all the Amber Law kind of stuff, like, people aren't like, oh, cool, you did that. 20 years ago, no big deal, right? You still have, like, the scarlet letter on you, whereas, mm-hmm. like, Mike Tyson is making a cartoon for Cartoon Network. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's this weird thing, and I know double standards and a million things, but it's just fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. I, I think that forgiveness is not something that is earned through legal means. I think that, you know, when it comes to that he did his time, does that mean he's forgiven? No, not at all. Yeah. I think he did his time because that's his punishment. Sure. Um, him having sex offender as, you know, something that'll live with him forever, that's his punishment. Forgiveness is something totally unrelated. I think that I think that everybody can be forgiven for whatever they do. Yeah. Um, I don't know how, and I think it's all, you know, and not, not everyone's going to forgive. It's mm-hmm. a case-by-case mm-hmm. case basis. But I think that um, you also, this goes to even things that aren't necessarily forgiving, but it's like when you like someone's music, and we've talked about this before, you like their music, but you don't like their choices. Sure. You know what I mean? Like Kanye West is an example, right? Like you can be a fan of his music and not like him as a person. Right. But can you? Like, how do you separate see, that? Here's the Whatever. Thing. I mean, to that example is like, I agree with what you're saying there, right? Kanye spikes the camera and does all this shit and say, is like, he's, I don't know. I'm not super well read mm-hmm. in Kanye. You know what I mean? But from what it is like, you know, like George Bush doesn't like black people. It's like, all right, you're, you're crazy. And you call the guy out on Twitter. So, not like crazy, crazy, but you call, you know, you do all these crazy things or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. But oh yeah, your music's cool. And like, whatever you were nice to Tim and Alfredo that one time you yeah. met him outside of Jamba Juice or whatever. Mm-hmm. Cool. Flip side of that. Like Chris Brown. I'm like, no, thank you, sir. Mm-hmm. I don't, I and I know very little about Chris Brown, the musician. Like, yeah. I don't, I couldn't name you a Chris Brown song right now, but I've heard songs obviously were like that. Yeah. But it's like, you go through all this Rihanna shit, and I'm like, why do people keep fucking buying, you know what I mean? Like, why isn't something happening to you, if that makes sense? And, you know, why isn't there more of a public outcry? I mean, there is. I mean, there, there is, that, but he's still successful. But, to but see, and that goes back to the Mike Tyson thing of just, it, it's hard to separate, but it's like, that stuff doesn't change the fact that they're talented um, actors their, or musicians yeah, yeah. or athletes. athletes or this or that. And it, that's an individual thing. Some people are going to forgive and some people aren't. Yeah. And you're never going to get full forgiveness from everybody. And like Chris Brown's never just going to be like, people like you again overall. But I mean, guess what? There's still enough people that either don't care or um, don't know enough or just like the music and can separate it. I don't know. It's it gets really complicated with all that. I think that with the uh, with um Tyson, it's what he did, horrible. Inexcusable and all of that is like it's literally the worst. Yeah. But 
he knows that, you know, and it's like, so if we're not going to eventually forgive him when he's trying to be forgiven and he is trying his best to be good and like trying to like, you know, admit what he did was wrong and move past it and do all that type of stuff, then why didn't we just kill him? You get what I'm saying? And no, I know I that do. that's I, super I, extreme. No, but no, like, I, you're, yeah, I understand what you're doing. You're running it to an extreme. I understand. Yeah, like if, why, we got to give people not the benefit of the doubt. I, this, this gets complicated because they, what they did is wrong and they deserve the punishment and they don't deserve everyone to be like, it's okay. Right. But they don't, they also don't deserve just being completely shut out of society, and shut out of like, you are a rapist, period. It's like. And it's not to say you were a rapist, but I mean, that's really kind of what it is. It's like, if you change, people can change at any moment. People can change. Right. Anybody. So you need to be at least open to that. And I think that it's, it's really about transparency. We've all made mistakes. We've all done fucked up things or stupid things or wrong things or whatever and apologized. And I think the more transparent and open and, you know, just kind of real about who you want to be. I think that's kind of the key thing. It's who you are is different than who you were and it's different than who you want to be and who you're trying to be. And I think that you got to help people try to be the person they want to be. No, you're making good points. Like, and that's just the weird thing of it though. So, I mean like to the example, to the continue with Mike Tyson, like then he, you know, goes and bites off a guy's ear. You know what I mean? And like, these feel like, why, why do we continue to get, but like, it's one something about there's two sides to Tyson. I feel like you know what I mean, and I you, like even like we watched another interview when we we're going through the YouTube thing of like him getting interviewed by the British guy or whatever, mm-hmm. right? And he's like, well, yeah, I guess I have changed because I'm not like attacking you right now. You know what I mean? These things have changed me. It's this weird thing of like the guy you see in the ring or the guy you hear these stories about, like, and then when he talks about it, like that. I guess that's the thing is like when I hear Mike Tyson tell his story, how he grew up, what he went through. You know, I've watched his documentaries or whatever and stuff like. You feel for him. Not that that justifies anything he's ever done, right? But it makes me want him to succeed. I want him to come out on the other side and be the guy in the hangover and be this, you know, mm-hmm. normal guy who finally gets a break or whatever. Finally gets a break after being a fucking yeah. world class superstar who had all this stuff. You know, it's weird to talk about. I don't know. You know what I mean? And then it's the other thing of just like, so what does that mean for OJ Simpson? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, what is he supposed to apologize for? What is he supposed to do? Well, OJ Simpson fucked up later, though. Even if, even right? if he did No, didn't... yeah, when he wanted his trophy back. Just like, it'll happen to me with my trending gamer of the year. Work. So, the, the the I've looked at it, and, and I'm not speaking about anything specifically, but I, I've looked at it this way. Like, I've talked about this. This has been kind of part of the political conversation for a while, this cycle, because of the way felons are treated, the way our prisons work generally. We have more people in prison than any country in the in the world, and that's not per capita. That's actually literally more people in prison than any country in the world, and we only have 4% of the population. There are countries with over a billion people in them that have fewer people in prison, including a totalitarian communist dictatorship that, that imprisons political enemies, has fewer people in prison than the United States. So we have a big problem in the united states with the way we label certain people and i'm not talking about murderers or rapists or anything like that that's like that's a, a class of criminal we can all agree are pieces of shit generally i mean you know not generally i mean you are a piece of shit um but we make it really difficult for felons for, in for a drug offense or in for i don't know like things that aren't violent and i think violent crimes you know they should be punished i think that non-violent crimes should be punished too but someone buys someone sells uh coke and they go to prison for 25 years, which is frankly ridiculous. And then they get out and they're a felon and they can't get a job because they're right. a felon. Um, and that's why this whole movement of like, let's get rid of that whole checkbox. Like it's, it doesn't matter, you know, like because my whole argument is this. It goes to what Tim was saying about, you know, doing your time. 
if we as a society say you this is what we mandate our justice system to 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 punish you with for crime x and then we let you out then certainly we can't keep you down forever like it like otherwise to tim's point it's like why not just incarcerate them forever you know yeah, yeah. If or you're execute gonna, exactly them. so like there there is a weird imbalance between the way we look at the criminal justice system and it's like you 20 to 25 years but then you get out and it's like you're doing another 20 to 25 years because you can't get a good job then you're in poverty then you're committing more crimes then like it's 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 a vicious cycle yeah um and in perpetuity but i also am and we did a conversation with colin about this a firm believer in the death penalty um and that there are crimes so serious that society should never forgive them and maybe Mike Tyson's one of those guys. I don't know. I don't know the details of like his crime. But if you're a rapist, you're a piece of shit. You know what I mean? And so like for me, it's it, does Mike Tyson deserve forgiveness? No. You know, there are crimes so heinous that the, the system might have forgiven him and he might have gotten out. And there might be people that have forgiven him and that's their prerogative. But I would certainly never look at someone like that on a human to human level, even if they've gotten better, even if they improved and be like, well, you know, you're on the up and up now. You know? So what does that mean to you when he's in a movie or something? Do you care? Can, can you no, enjoy I, that? Can you check that at the side? I, I guess it's like, you know, there's two ways of looking at it. Like O.J. Simpson before the crimes against his wife and and uh, Ron Goldman. For, yeah, and, and Goldman and before, you know, we met great people like Cato Kalin. Um, <laughs> remember Cato Kalin? Yeah, I do. Jesus. The weirdest story ever. <laughs> it's so weird. Um, you know, he was in like Naked Gun, which is like one of my favorite yeah. movie series. And you look back on it now and you're like, shit, like. Does this ruin it now? Or some people look at Orson Scott Card, who's a great writer, who's like hyper conservative, anti-gay marriage and all this kind of stuff. But people love it. He wrote Ender's Game. And like people have a really hard time. Like, you know, like some people are, you know, Shadow Complex and all that kind of stuff. Like yeah. some people are like some people wouldn't buy Shadow Complex because on Xbox Live because of his stance on gay marriage. That is their prerogative. So I, and he's not committing a crime per se either. What I'm saying is that there's like different optics in which you like can view the way a person feels or what they do. And it's up to you to forgive them or not or look past their transgressions or not. I think you have to take that on a case by case basis. But I do think that there's a, a, a problem on both extremes in the systemic way we, we incarcerate and the way we try people. Um, because I, I do have an issue with drug offenders, for instance, being being stigmatized the same way a rapist is stigmatized. Mm-hmm. And I have a problem with um, a murderer getting out of prison after 20 years. You know, when probably they should have been executed. So it's it's like I think that there are crimes so extreme that society shouldn't even want them back. But that's not every crime or even most crimes. Um, it's a handful of crimes. Mm-hmm. And it's those people you have to really look at and be like, this is our society. Is is it safer without them? Is it purer without them? Um, and, you know, is there a level of forgiveness for the things people do? Yeah, sure. It's just that there's a levels of de- there's degrees, you know? Yeah. And I can't it's hard for me to think of a crime worse than rape. <laughs> rape to me is almost is, is pretty much worse than murder in many ways, you know, or just as bad. Mm-hmm. You certainly killed a part of that person you did that to, mm-hmm. you know? And so you know, does Mike Tyson deserve forgiveness? No. Would I if I was uh, the family of this woman, he did this to Would I forgive him ever. And no. see, that's the thing that that's when it starts getting hard for me to like wrap. You know what I mean? Like, so the woman he assaulted sees him all the time being super successful and having TV shows and having documentaries and having this movie. And it's like, mm-hmm. that's I mean, hard I, for I, me to justify. The word deserve, I think, is the key thing. He doesn't deserve it. He never will. But I, I think that he, you know, should be able to get it whether or not he deserves it. Sure. You know what you're saying? There's something about that that's really interesting to me where I on two ends of the extremes, I kind of contradict myself because on one hand, it's like 
you're talking about that these people have the stigma forever after they leave. I think that's necessary. Like there, there needs to be that stigma that, that this doesn't go away. This stays with you because um, or else it just looks like a payment. It's like I can kill this person for five years in prison. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's a transaction. But the point is, is that if you kill someone, that's such an extreme thing that you should oh, okay. never get out of prison. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. And so that's, that's what Unless I'm saying. Unless it's like, like accidental that, manslaughter or something. But then the know? other the other side of that is and man, this sucks that unfortunately like people very close to my life like have experienced different things that all relate to this but my brother for example is fucked because he has stupid felony shit for dumb things dumbest things that it's like little little fights you know or graffiti stuff and he's fucked it's so hard for him to get jobs because people look at him like he's a rapist you know and that's what i'm saying that's why it's like i'm not talking about the most extreme of criminals that like probably should never be given employment because they probably should never be allowed out of prison um but I am talking about people maybe like your brother that make mistakes or like, you know, have fe- like felony drug charges for buying. Like, who cares? And then because then it, it perpetuates a criminal justice system that just keeps people committing crimes because they cannot provide for themselves. Like, you can't blame a person. You can and you should blame a person on a technicality for being like for going in a store and stealing food or something like that. But if that person went to prison because he had a, a heroin charge for buying or having a little bit of heroin on him and then he just can't get a job like what is he really supposed to do i mean this like this is yeah this is like what it really does come down to at the end of the day is like is a, is a disparity in the criminal justice system and the way we treat kind of all criminals equally and that's kind of what i'm saying is that most people i i've ta- I talked about this if you you could probably let half of the people in prison go without any problem in the united states like and maybe we should like a lot of them are there for fucking no reason you know for petty drug crimes for little scuffles and shit like that. I'm not saying that you shouldn't pay the crime. Or you shouldn't have a civil suit or anything like mm-hmm. that. I'm not saying doing drugs is okay or good. I'm just saying, is that, do we really need to lump these people in with the fucking hardened murderers and the rapists and the, and these fucking devious people that are on another level that don't deserve society's forgiveness? How Mike Tyson even got out of prison so quickly is fucking beyond my comprehension, you know, for that crime. But like Mike Tyson should still be in prison, you know, like based and, on like based cooperative on, rape charges yeah see and the, 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 then the problem with the other extreme of that though is the whole thing of like all right so the murderer rape and i know we're taking this into a, a different territory now when we're talking about like they might as well die or whatever but it's like that's hard because another perfect example for me is one of my best friends in my entire life that i've ever known is Colonel. not one of my best friends anymore because his life was fundamentally changed because in high school some girl said that he raped her and he was like, what the fuck? I'll never forget when this happened. Because we were all like, there's no way. They're like, this this doesn't even add up. There's absolutely no way. But because of how things work, and just because the, you know, it's, you're know, you guilty until proven innocent with that type of shit. Um, and I, I'm not trying to say that like, the, the whole rape thing is so complicated. Because yeah. people need to be able to feel like they can come forward and, you know, put like, be able to to freely communicate that these things are happening and to not them. have everybody be like and not have everyone what are you asking for what are you them, drinking uh. yeah make them feel even more exactly. like victimized Slut. like that's yeah, yeah, that's no, no, horrible no, no. but um in the case of my friend man like he got like put down he got expelled from the school he was at he got in jail like there was this whole fucking thing and years there was so many court fights so much money put into it and like two years down the line she's just she just admits like she made it up all in her head like she felt bullied and didn't know how to handle whatever. He is, he is fucked. Like fucked now. Because that's his Google search. Because result. because of all that, yeah. There's fucking cases about all this shit uh, everywhere, and he doesn't have a felony or anything. Like he was absolved of that, but then he lost a shit ton of money, and he changed as a person because he started questioning himself. Where he was like, "Well, shit. Like, what's the point of living? 
yeah. if this can happen to me where I did, I did nothing and I'm now labeled a rapist, you know? Yeah. And like, you know, he started like just, he, he changed, he fundamentally changed as a person. And it's like, it's that type of shit where it's like, man, like, I don't know how to solve that situation, you know, but that should happen. And it's like, he would have died if rapist got killed. You get what I'm saying? Right. But well, he did he get been, convicted? Yeah, he would have gotten convicted for it. But the I don't, no, I don't, I don't remember how it all went. But like he he definitely he was in jail for. I think he was in jail as, like, as being held. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But and you post bond. That ruined his life. Sure. Like he he, he turned to drugs. Yeah. I mean it. It just and, and that's the thing. Like that's the most ironic thing is it's like it made, this shit made things bad. Yeah. And I'm not saying that we should throw the baby out with the bathwater and just throw like everyone in the same pool. You have to have levels of degrees and and talk about what. Um, the highest penalty could be, which is the death penalty, which is which in most of the world, and we have a lot of international listeners, most of the world is just not something that happens anymore. But in the United States, it is part of the way we do things um, in most states. Um, but is it the answer? I don't I don't know. To me, to me, I don't because a lot of people look at the death penalty as something that's like, well, people are like, well, it's more expensive, the death penalty than, than keeping them in prison. And I'm like, I don't care. You know, like, that's not why I'm that's not why I'm doing it. It's, and they're like, well, it's not a deterrent. And I'm like, I don't care. The question is, is this a person fit to be in society ever again. And if not, then like what, and I'm not saying you do this for a person who's just a piece of shit in prison. I'm saying like the hardened fucking serial murderers, the serial rapists, the people that like just commit crimes that are fucking blatant about it, that admit it, that are proud of it. What we have some sort of principled argument against dealing with them. Like I, I just, I, that, that to me doesn't like make any sense as a society. There's no shame in it, you know, but you have to make sure you get it right. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's the big thing. And that's why I think it's a whole I have this whole idea. We talked about it a little bit on conversation with Colin where I'm like, you'd, I'd have a I'd, I'd an engineer a second trial with, you know, looking at the evidence with a separate jury that would, you know, you're already convicted. But now they're going to look at how you're punished instead of a judge handing it down. Something like that It would be a very serious and very, very uh, systemic way of looking at things. And the juries would probably get hung a lot because so many people are just fundamentally against the death penalty. Wait, um, so in a death penalty trial, you'd then sentence the jury to being hung to death? Yeah. The jury would Jesus get hung. The jury. I, if you guys can't come up with an answer, crazy. you die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hung jury. But but uh, yeah. So th- this is a great question because I don't uh, forgiveness is going way again away from the criminal justice system and just to your everyday life. You have to just. You, it's just the same thing. You have to look at it on a case by case basis. There are people that have done things to me that I will fucking never forgive. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and there are people that have done heinous things to me that I never thought I would forgive that I don't even care about anymore. And so. You have to just take it on a case by case basis. The fact of the matter is there's two ways of looking at Mike Tyson. One is that we don't really know Mike Tyson, but we know what Mike Tyson's done. And there's no shame in judging him for that um, because that's not part of civilized society. Not even close. That's not even part of an uncivilized society to do something like that to someone. And I don't think there's any any, you know, but clearly I must be in the minority because he's getting his, you know, he's broke, but like he's still getting his deals and still living some sort of life. I mean, he doesn't have, he should have hundreds of millions of dollars, but he was an idiot, you know, with his money when, when Don King was representing him and all that kind of stuff. I mean, he had, and when he got out and he fought Evander Holyfield, he had, he should have, he was flush with money and he fucking yeah. wasted it. I mean, he had tens and tens and tens of millions of dollars at least. And way more than that. Probably. Um, Michael Vick is a different story. I mean, Michael Vick played for the jets. And so this was a, um, question that our fan base had to ask ourselves. But what Mike like, and I'm not I'm not diminishing what Michael Vick did. What Michael Vick did was heinous. But what Michael Vick did and what Mike Tyson did, two totally separate things. You know, Mike Vick to me is is deserve deserves forgiveness. You know, he what Mike Tyson did is fifty times worse. I, For I, you, I, like I like 
I don't, uh, I don't, maybe not 50 times worse, but it's, it's worse. I'm just saying, I'm just saying that, you know, for, I'm just, yeah. I'm not forgiving what Mike Vick did. What Mike Vick did is fucking disgusting. And Mike Vick did his time. And you don't have to like Mike Vick. There are a lot of people that don't. There are a lot of Jets fans that used to really say shitty things about him all the time when they were playing. That's their prerogative. But Mike Vick is able to give back in the ways he can monetarily. Um, you know, he uh, is, you know, gives funds to these these pet programs. I'm not saying that just removes the, the heinous thing he did, these, these dog fights. And I, I'm still, like, a little disgusted by it when I think about it myself. And I'm not even a dog lover. I don't think you need to be a dog lover to understand that, like, what he did is, is not right. But I don't put that on the same level. In other words, there are degrees of crime. I understand. I understand. You know? And I just don't know that it gets any worse than, mur- like, it's murder, rape, and then, like, then, like, you come down to, like, all, all the other shit in my mind, you know? Because that's, like, that's fucking serious. That's really fucking serious. And it's those types of people that commit those very, what you might call capital crime, that um, might not deserve society's forgiveness. And, but that's not for me to decide. Because you're right, O.J. Simpson was clearly guilty. Like, in my mind, like, as clear as the day is long. I've told the story, I was in sixth grade when he was, when the trial was going on. I remember I was in Mr. Vincent's science class in sixth grade, and, the you know, on the TV, like, the things were coming down. I remember him asking us, like, who thinks he's guilty, who thinks he's not? And I was like, I think he's guilty, but he's it's going to be not guilty. And I remember I was only one of two people in the class that was like, he's not guilty. Like, it's yeah, not going to be not guilty. Yeah. It's clearly going to get off. And he got off for, a, you know, presumably a series of, you know, technicalities. Bungles. And, um, but that's the way the system works. And so through the eyes of the justice yeah. system, he is innocent, even though I think we all fucking know what happened, you know, but we can't prove it and you can't try him again, double jeopardy. So it is what it is, but people still can, that woman can still walk up to him in the street and say what she wants to. Him. No, no, I know that. No, and I, that's the, I'm not taking away her right to do it. Right. It's just this weird thing of like, we're talking about, well, you know, Mike Vick yeah. can give back to these programs and do all this stuff. But OJ Simpson is just fucked. Yeah, I mean, the system, a different type of system, but just like the Hollywood system and stuff, that's why Mike Tyson will never not have jobs. You know what I mean? It's just people can make money off of him. And it's like whether or not people are voting with their wallet because they don't support this and blah, 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 there are people that will. There's always going to be people that will. And when you have that level of fame, people can make money off of you. People are going to make money off of you. And I think that's, it's not about the, the, are we forgiving him by watching his movies? It's people are forcing him to be in movies, you know, that we were, whether or not we'd want to watch them. Like that almost doesn't matter because he will be there. You know, Chris Brown is going to have music. Do we need to listen to it? No, but people are going to. Like we can't stop everyone from listening to Chris Brown music. And I'm not saying this, you know? Nate. And I, you know, what I mean, because my whole to go back all to this is like, I, you know, I've read the Wikipedia. I knew about the rape charges. I knew about the Robin Given stuff. I knew about the Evander Holyfield stuff. But I still like Mike Tyson. You know mm. what I mean? If it was like one of those clear mind yes or no button things, I'm gonna hit yes, and then I'm gonna think about it. But I'm like, ah, is it okay to like Mike Tyson? You know what I mean? Like, because like, and it's like. You know, he, I was, when I was leaving one of the filmings of Lip Sync Battle, he was coming in for one. And so we passed each other at the airport. I was getting out of my cab as he was getting into his. And everyone's like, Mike Champa. Like, he's like, you know what I mean? It's just like this weird thing of like, do people yell for OJ Simpson when he, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, and I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what the right or wrong answers to. I don't think there are right or wrong answers. But, it's but, just weird. But, but what is wrong system, it's systemically is that with, with Chris Brown, with Mike Tyson, with what's going on with Johnny Manziel right now, what happened with Ray Rice? What happened with all these people is that if they did these crimes and they were just normal people, they'd be fucked. There would be no conversation about oh, Ray Rice sure. getting back in the NFL or Johnny Manziel going to the Cowboys after, you know, beating his girlfriend apparently so bad that she can't hear out of her right ear anymore. You know, if a normal person did that, they'd be done. Right. And so there is. But they have talent. And they exactly. Have this, like, thing that and can it's be the same thing with Mike Tyson. If Mike Tyson went away 
for rape in the 90s and as a normal person then got out, he'd be done. Right. And so there is an injustice to that as well. Sure. But that's not his fault and that's not the justice system's fault. That's society's fault. Because if society really did have a problem with Mike Tyson, if society really did have a problem with Chris Brown or Meg Vick or any of these guys, then they wouldn't have jobs. If 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 Woody Johnson on the Jets thought that there would be an uproar to sign Mike Vick, he wouldn't have done it. And there was a little one, but no one cared. Right. And I, I'm part of the problem. I was like, well, great, we need a backup quarterback. I wasn't, you know, but so we have to put some of the blame on ourselves no, for the way 100%. these things play out. Because if everyday guy applied to kind of funny and we saw that about him, I'd be like, I don't think so. I mean, like, yeah, that's the thing so. is, like, I like right now, heaven forbid, totally out of character for all four of you, including Nick, if one of you guys raped somebody and went to jail for rape, like, I wouldn't want you back on the mic. I wouldn't want you in the room. I wouldn't want to talk with you ever again. No, not ever again. You know what I mean? I don't know. Maybe ever again. But now, granted, that's a different thing because we have a interpersonal yeah. relationship. But if Mike Tyson saw this and was like, I'd love to come on the show and talk, I'd be like, yeah, of course. Yeah. I'd love to talk to you about your career, your life, and I guess... These charges, which of course you wouldn't don't want to bring talk it up. about. Don't bring no, that don't up. Bring He'll it up. call you a fucking rat you're, bastard or whatever. You're a rat piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> this topic was brought to you by Loot Crate. Loot Crate is a monthly subscription box service for epic geek and gamer items and pop culture gear. For less than $20 a month, you get four to eight items that include licensed gear, apparel, collectibles, unique one-of-a-kind items, and more. Make sure to head over to LootCrate.com slash KindaFunny and enter the code KindaFunny to save $3 on a new subscription. LootCrate is more than just a subscription service. It's an entire community of fans that share their experience and interact with each other around the unboxing of each month's crate. And they guarantee more than $40 in value in every crate. Sometimes it's a lot more. Every month there's a different theme and all the items are curated around that theme. For February, we've braved the dangers of Alexandria and bribed some mercs with chimichangas to bring you the finest loot this side of the afterlife. This month's theme is dead and reaches across genres to bring you five exclusives, including a t-shirt and two figures to celebrate the new episodes of The Walking Dead and Deadpool's solo film debut. By the time this posts, I'll have seen Deadpool. That's pretty fucking cool. Remember... You only have until the 19th at 9 p.m. Pacific to subscribe and receive that month's crate. And when the cutoff happens, Jack, that's it. It's over. So go to LootCrate.com slash KindaFunny and enter the offer code KindaFunny to save $3 on your new subscription today. And Walking Dead on Sunday. Yes. Yes, brother. Their theme is pretty... Have you seen the leaked photo? Uh, no. Oh, don't look for it. Oh, really? Yeah. Tim, what's your topic? Oh, man. You can't do that to me, Greg. My topic is sleeping. Now... I didn't have a topic today going in. So I was thinking, I was like, what, what do I want to talk about? Right. And I was like, I don't know. I was like looking on Facebook, scrolling through some stuff. And all of a sudden it hit me of how much I want to be sleeping right now. I'm mm. like, that should be my topic. And you said this applied to your hair somehow. Yeah. I really like sleep. Sure. Like, I like sleep. You know, you guys know me. You all know me. There's a couple things Tim Gettys like. I like soda. Yeah. You like Coke. I like eating out in all senses of the word. Ah, Jesus. God, um, I like... That's pretty much it. And I like sleep. All right. So, so here's what about my Nintendo. You're like biggest Nintendo, fan I like Pokemon. I like, lot, I like a lot of stuff. Right. But I really like sleep. And sure. I think sleep kind of overcomes everything. Really? Like I enjoy food. Hunger is definitely, you know, a, an, an emotion to me okay. of just, you know, I need to, to feed it's, it's hunger. Yeah. Um, but when it comes to sleep, it's like, I could sleep forever. Yeah. You know, there's people that are like, you know, if you sleep too much, you're like, you're just too, it makes you more tired. No, I mean, maybe. Yeah, I guess that's true. But I, that's, just, that's just exciting because I get to sleep sooner. Right. You know, and I I could always sleep instead of doing whatever the, I'm doing at that moment. Okay. There's a lot of things I like to do 
But it's like my perfect vacation, I've said this before, is to just sleep forever. You wake up, you, you know? eat with Kevin. Yeah. Or you eat out Kevin and then you and then go back yeah. to sleep. Now, what's weird to me is the fact that I have trouble sleeping. Like I don't sleep well. Oh really? Yeah, I wake up a lot and it takes a lot for me to fall asleep. Sure. I'm sleeping with other people, like they'll be conked and I'm laying there for like a good hour. It takes me about an hour of laying in bed before the wind actually, down period. Yeah, before I actually fall asleep. And it's because I'm always in my head. I'm always thinking about right. stuff, scheming shit and doing all that. But I just, you know, the older I get, the more I realize how much I just appreciate sleep and how much it just makes everything better. And it, the hair thing is because, you know, getting my hair done is a, is a process, man. Like it's worth it most of the time. But then it's that 15 minutes or like 20 minutes of shower and hair and all that. Where I'm like, I could be sleeping, man. And oh, is sure. that 20 minutes of sleep worth everything? No, it never is. But it feels real good. But it feels the fucking good. sleeps For, feels it good. It feels like a minute. You know, yeah, like yeah. your alarm goes off. You're like, there's that literally just happened. How is this happening again? Yeah. But man, sleep's so interesting to me. Like, I don't, I don't know any of the science behind it. I just know that I fucking no one love does. It. No one's been able to figure no one. out it's, sleep. Yeah. Those bastards. Some say we, we never sleep. We just go to another dimension of blackness. I haven't heard that. I'm just letting you know. That's something Kevin and I have been kicking around uh-huh. in our off time. When yeah, you guys aren't here, we're doing experiments. I like his socks a Swing lot. Swing it into the frame, Kev. Showing that American flag. And I'm proud to be. Uh, sleep for me is a means to an end. I wish I could. I wish I didn't have to sleep. I because like I always have more to do. There's always more things to do, and like I'd, I'd, I'm playing a game usually at night. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I gotta go to sleep. I have to go to sleep is my thing. You know what I mean? I enjoy the act of sleeping fine, but I'm a morning person, so I like a good. I like a good eight fifteen wake up, eight thirty wake up, get up, get a cup of coffee. I I like a good weekend wake up. You wake up and go get a bunch of shit done. Uh, what was oh S- Saturday right? Was it a Saturday? No, Sunday. Uh, Sunday, we uh, Saturday we went and did the shoot. Mm-hmm. I don't think any of those videos are going to be up yet by the no. time this post. Sunday, though, I woke up, and then it was Super Bowl Sunday, and I had a bunch of stuff to do. So I woke up later, but it still had a good mor- morning routine of that. I woke up. I went out, uh, you know, got a whole bunch. I'm like, what's this? No, this was Saturday. Fuck, I'm so sorry. I'm pointing at Kevin as if he would be paying attention to the show, but of course not. Saturday, I woke up early, and I went to the store and bought stuff I needed for Super Bowl Sunday. I came back. I prepped all my meals for the week. I, like, I got stuff into, like, you know, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I cleaned the kitchen a bit with, like, towels. I had a cup of coffee while I went or walked around the grocery store, and then we went to brunch. It was, like, the best Saturday because I woke up, and I was energized, and I went and knocked out all this shit yeah. that was chory but, like, fun chory stuff. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And then went and did other things. Like, I like that. I like waking up and doing things. But I like, I'm, you know, I feel like um, I'm the law of diminishing returns. When I wake up, I'm at my best, and then from there out, I'm just Johnny Five at the end of Short Circuit Two, and I'm just the I'm bleeding out, and I'm chasing Oscar, and ding ding da, ding ding, you know what I mean? Good Lord, Greg, you know? you're oh, a special motherfucker. I need a hero, Oscar. <laughs> but yeah, like I'm bleeding out, the battery is dying, so that when it gets to the end of the day, I'm garbage. Yeah, you know I'm I mean? the exact opposite. I think that's where the sleep comes in. Is I will sleep all day. I am a night owl. I'm yeah. just on. Like I, I cannot work during the day. Like I just found that over whether it was being in school and writing papers or being at IGN or even now. It's like I get so much work done between 9 p.m. and 2 a.m. that I just couldn't do during the day. And I feel like there's just so much distractions and there's so much other shit. And not to say there's not distractions at night because there definitely is. I mean. Have yeah. you jacked off laying down? I yet? have not yet. Fucking but, shit. You've had one piece. Go into Colin's room right now and lay down. Jack I mean, off. Yeah. So, I, you know, there's the internet always. The internet's always a distraction. Mm-hmm. But I feel like at night it's different, man. Like things start to slow down and I can just focus on doing stuff. And especially I think because it's, it's darker and I'm just doing one thing. There's no one talking to me. And there's, I'm in my own room and I'm just doing shit. Yeah. And then I don't want to sleep. 
Like that's the thing is I don't want to sleep until I'm sleeping. Okay. I love sleep. Like it's once I'm in bed, I'm like, oh, this is the best thing right, ever. Right, right, but it's right. like I will put off going to sleep as long as humanly possible yeah. at night. During the day, any chance I get, I'll sleep. Well, that's the big thing. I feel like, you know, as busy as we keep ourselves and as much as we do, I forget when it was. It was still at IG, don't get me wrong. But there was a, a turning point where it was like, I can sleep wherever I, wherever I get the chance. You know what I mean? That was the thing with like planes. When I turned that corner, that's years and years ago, where it was like, oh, hey, I'm exhausted. I can sleep on the plane. You know what I mean? doesn't matter what position I'm in. I can actually nod off here. God, I wish I was you. And it's the same thing, yeah, where if we just had, like, downtime in the day, and we're like, you want to take naps? I'd be like, yeah, sure. I'm going to take a nap. I'll fall asleep. No problem. Man, see, yeah, that's the thing. I, I need that hour of prep time, and also, mm-hmm. I need to be comfortable. So, yeah, I've never slept on a plane. That's just not happening. Not my life. I wish it was, because, yeah. like, that's so much time wasted. Um, and I, I can't just sleep in, like, the Kevin could just sleep anywhere. Like, he'll just lay on the floor and just fall asleep. Like, not even lay. He'll be sitting on the floor. Yeah, you have. Or, like, Sean Finnegan's another guy. Like, that motherfucker. If he is, if he doesn't have a screen in front of him for more than 10 seconds, he's knocked the fuck out. because he likes hiking. He's tired Oh, my God. But I just can't do it. Like, I need, I need more of, like, a, I need everything to be right. But when it's right, oh, man, I never want to wake up. Mm-hmm. Mornings suck. Mornings are the worst. Like, I cannot Love imagine being like you like having all out, these things i gotta do birds are oh, chirping like i hate having anything to do before 10 a.m i think 10 a.m that's the reasonable time of like all right but you I only got be- 30 minutes for that mcdonald's I, breakfast i can that's true and i'm an old school guy i know it's not anymore but. yeah I, I that's when i begin to even function and i don't really hit peak mental shit until after lunch then you get something out of me but it's not until that 9 p.m when i just start giving gold about you Colin I was gonna say you have a weird schedule Colin yeah my sleep schedule I usually I sometimes sleep like twice a day so it's like you know last night I slept for like five hours I'll probably go to bed after this and then I'll get up at like seven and go to the grocery store and and like start doing work I like working at night as well I've always been that way and even in college I would you know I do my homework and stuff I had like homework but I like write papers and do research at night like in the middle of the night I liked I liked doing that it maybe feel like I can get more things done because there's fewer distractions but um I rarely get like eight or nine hours of sleep at a time I, I like I have a problem where I have to pee at least once a night too and, mm-hmm. I, and that breaks that breaks things up and I don't even drink that much water at night like it's just just gotta go you know um so I love to sleep it's like the way I as I said in the anxiety topic it's the way I escape my anxiety as I sleep um just close my eyes and, and and get away from things but I love I love to sleep it's just sad to think that we spend over a third of our lives sleeping um, but we have to it's it's necessary and, and so reading about sleep and the biology of sleep and what what it does and what they think it is because you guys are kidding around about it, but they we really don't quite understand sleep actually and uh and why it happens and why everyone does it like like every creature like has some sort of way of sleeping or resting and we don't really know it's not it's not a physical thing you're not like it's a mental thing it's a way of making sense of data and like rejuvenation and, yeah it's 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 weird it is very primal yet very complicated it is um something we've been doing since we learn, you know, primordial yet. Like we still don't quite get why it happens. And there's a lot of people that spend their lives trying to study what, what's going on in your, you know, we understand the cycles of REM and all that kind of stuff now, but in your 90 minute, you know, you sleep in like 90 minute cycles. So they say it's best to get, what is it? Um, three, six or nine hours of sleep, but like, or in like 90 minute increments, as long as you're asleep, because like if you wake up in the middle of the cycle, you're like, Oh, the REM stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even if you slept for like nine hours, if you sleep and if you get up in like the middle of your last cycle, you're fucking more tired than if you got up after six hours. Um, so there's a lot of fascinating stuff scientifically and biologically about sleep that I think is, is quite riveting that I wish we understood better, but, um, it's still something that I totally embrace and I love, you know, I love to sleep. I always love to sleep. It reminds me of when you're young and you're growing up and you're expending a lot of energy and you're growing, like literally growing. And, you, you know, I used to sleep for like 12 or 14 hours a day on the weekends. 
It was awesome. I'd go to bed at like two in the morning and, and I'd get up at literally like five no. in the afternoon. You know, no, like, I mean, like, if it was winter break, done. Done. Like I was nocturnal entirely. Yeah, my family makes fun of me still. My sisters make fun of me, especially because when I was in middle school and high school, I used to like just sleep and then I'd like go downstairs when people, when people, I do this all the time, but when they were visiting, I'd always bring my comforter everywhere with me and I'd like just take my comforter, my pillow and then just like go like on. Linus. And, and my dad used to get so fucking mad. They're like, take your comforter upstairs. Like my, my family still makes fun of me for that. I'm like, this is just how I roll. Like I gotta. <laughs> Sorry, Dan, that's how I roll. I, Cause I, I'd sleep for like 12 hours and get up and like watch like daytime TV on like on Christmas break or whatever. And I'd be watching like Jerry Springer like three in the afternoon like in my underwear with like my covers over me and my pillow as if I'm still in bed and I just can't sleep. Like I used to be able to really sleep forever and I just can't. Yeah. Um, I used to be able to sleep in re- like, like, I hope I never lose that. It's, yeah. I mean, I definitely have, I definitely sleep half as much as I used to. Um, I feel bad now I if I sleep in on the weekends like too much. Cause then I feel like I wasted the day. See, I, I, just wake I up feel like, cause I'm still going to try to get to bed at a normal hour. Because I don't want to throw off everything to where well, I'm yeah, like, no, oh, I'll go to bed see, at three in the morning, then I'll wake up. You know. That's the key. But for me, it's I, I never feel like I'm wasting it. I always feel like I earned it. There's definitely, I mean, like when we come back from like E3 or like comic, like a big fucking show, and you sleep, like that's like needed. Like I know the battery's completely depleted, and like I mean, I that ran, is that's a day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you lose a whole entire day. <laughs> there. Yeah, yeah. To me, it's it's. I don't look at it so much as time wasted because when I really look, and I'm not trying to be facetious, like. When I look at how I spend my time, it's all waste anyway. No, it's sure. like I'm playing video games or something. It's not meaningful. So it's like, what is the playing a video game or, or anything like that? It's like not meaningful way of spending your time. What's the difference? So at that point, I'm like, I never feel guilty about sleeping. Well, yeah. it's one of those things up until right now. I've never been. I could, you know, I could play a video game, right? And then I could talk about it and make money off it. I'm like, well, at least that I'm getting something out of it. And sure. Until now, that, I've never I'm, been able to sleep and then talk about sleep. But here we are. <laughs> here we are. Sure. But I'm not like, I'm not well, trying to be, you know, like Leonardo da Vinci, like would take cat naps 15 or 20 minutes at a time because he was doing something useful. Yeah. You know, like, like Plus he, he was, was going to die a lot quicker. He was staying awake <laughs> and like, and building important things and figuring things out. Like I'm getting up and, and reading drudge report and playing fucking dying light. I mean, it's not like I'm, I'm solving anything important. So I might as well just be asleep. <laughs> the world, the world won't be any different. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the game over Greggy show. If you didn't know, each and every week, four, sometimes three best friends gather on this table. Each bring a random topic discussion for your amusement. If you like that, head over to patreon.com slash kind of funny, where you can toss us a few bucks, get every episode early, get exclusive episodes, and get exclusive perks, just like, drumroll please, Colin. Just like our first ever Patreon producer of the Game Over Greggy show, John Demos did. Demos, you think? Ooh, yeah. John Demos. Demos. John Demos. Yeah, come on. I won't. You know, he doesn't make the rap ah. air hole with his noise, his mouth anymore. He makes it with an app, which makes it twenty times harder to uh-huh. do on the command. John Demos, Patreon producer. Nope, no, no, no. Jesus oh, Christ, no. Tim. Well, that was that was you know. There you go. What's his name? John Demos. John Demos, Patreon producer of the the Game Over Reggae Show because he supported us at that tier over on Patreon.com slash kind of funny. Uh, if you don't have money to toss us on Patreon, no big deal. You can head over to YouTube.com slash kind of funny where we post every topic day by day until the entire show goes up as one big MP3 and video. Of course, we've done a terrible job of keeping you informed and letting you know that the new the kind of funny app has been updated and is amazing. And you should all go get the kind of funny app on your iPhones, on your Android phones. Ain't that right, Kevin? Kevin, what is wrong? What happened to you today? Are you sick? Who hurt you? Are you sad? Do you have a fight with Paula? Do you have a bad clam? What's your you usually emote and say stuff? Where's the little giggle? Is this what happens when Nick's not here? When did I say that? Yes, we've all been saying it. No, that's true. We have been saying that. Jesus. 
Damn, for a second I was super excited, and then it was just you and a thong. Yeah. <laughs> now, so you're taking thong photos laying in bed, but you won't just roll over and jack off. Oh, Jesus. All I want... <laughs> <sighs> Until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you. <laughs>